Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast, brought to you by SpiritualRecharge.com. This is your place to experience peace and higher consciousness while recharging the battery of your soul. So get comfortable, take a few relaxing breaths, and settle in to this sacred time for yourself. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Much love and blessings. Today we're going to be diving into the wandering mind. You know, I was talking to one of my friends, client as well, encouraging her to create a podcast called The Wandering Mind. And she said, why don't you just do it yourself? <laughs> so I thought, why not? You know, I'm not going to do a whole podcast, but this is one of my favorite topics because we have a mind, don't we? We have a mind and it's on and on and on, isn't it? Day in, day out, always thinking, 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 thinking and feeling, thinking and feeling, coming up with ideas. So how can we have a healthy mind? This is inner AI. If you know about chat GPT or all these AI programs where you can talk to them and they talk back and they can come up with all sorts of things, write poems and come up with books and write books and do everything. That is very similar to the mind that it's based on the mind, right? This is a computerized version of the mind. So what is our mind? The mind has created everything, by the way, all this technology, all this, you know, techie computery stuff and platforms and software, airplanes, houses, systems, governments, it's all mind creation, right? So it can create good and bad things depending on the quality of the thoughts. So what is the mind? Why do we have a mind? What is the point of the mind? Is it a curse? Is it just some awful thing we have to put up with? Or is there actually a reason for it? <laughs> Can it be controlled, the mind? Is it meant to be controlled? Is talking to ourselves a strange thing to do? Or is it a good thing to do? And if we can control our minds, then what would we like to put in the mind? One of the most profound things in life, which most of us learned in school, funnily enough, in science lessons, I bet hardly any of us took it seriously when we learned it because we were too young, didn't understand the implications. But one of the science lessons, if maybe you didn't get taught this, depending on where you went to school, but one of the fascinating things that is in many, many textbooks is that there is the outside world, right? This so-called objective universe, which is made out of energy, different levels of energy, different wavelengths, 
those wavelengths are picked up through our five senses in our physical body. They are then interpreted in our brain and actually most of the information that we receive is edited out before it reaches our brain. There's too much. The brain edits, right? And then after all that's happened, right, this, this is a very complicated process, which we can have like a whole series just on how the outside world stimulus comes in through our body. This is a very profound thing. So this outside energy, this outside information comes into our body through the senses. Most of it, something like 98% of it is edited out. Some people say it's like 99.9% .9 is edited out, right? So just, just about everything that we receive from the outside world, we never actually experience. And the remaining information gets interpreted in our brain and then goes into our mind, which is in inside consciousness, which is separate from the body. So right now, if you look around wherever you are, just look around, look around wherever you are, take a look, right? Different colors, different shapes, different noises. All of that is actually occurring in your mind. You are witnessing your mind right now. This is your mind. Listening to me is happening in your mind. We think that what we see and feel and hear is actually what is there in the real world outside, but it isn't. It is a edited version of external stimuli that we are interpreting as our perception of life. This is not reality we're seeing. This is our version of reality, which is extremely subjective. Have you ever seen somebody from a distance and thought it was your friend or one of your family members, right? And you're like, oh, wow, look who it is. And then it turned out it wasn't them. Ever happened to you? Have you ever been looking for your keys and you looked all over the house, where are they, where are they, where are they, right? Looking for something, could be your keys, could be something else, right? Where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it? And you can't find it running around, running around. And then you stop and it's exactly where it should be. And it was always there anyway. Right? This has happened to most people. In the first instance, it's what's called a positive hallucination, which means that we, we saw something in our mind that didn't actually exist in the real world because it's all an interpretation of the mind. And if we can't find our keys, we can't find something there right there, that's called a negative hallucination, which means we managed to remove that information from our mind. So that, that got edited out as we were running around the house. Have you ever thought someone was upset with you 
when actually they weren't upset with you at all. You know, oh, this person gave me a funny look, right? But then you talk to them and actually they didn't give you a funny look at all, right? It's just all in your head. This is a very, very common thing that happen to everyone. Because we're not experiencing the outside world, we're experiencing our mind. Isn't that fascinating? This is absolutely remarkable. This is what we're dealing with. This is what life is. <laughs> it's an inner experience, right? So the outside world is actually an inner experience, right? So the external world is really an internal world. And then on top of that, we have our inner world, right? So there's like two levels of inner world. One is our idea of what's going on on the outside world, which is happening inside of us. But then beyond that, we have thoughts that don't exist in the outside world. We have images in our mind that don't exist in the outside world. So we're having a very complicated, fascinating experience of life, aren't we? Now, this is absolutely remarkable when you tune into it. So you've got these layers and layers and layers of reality. <laughs> so if you don't wake up in the morning and, you know, you're just in a state of wonder, be in a state of wonder about life. So the outside world is a hallucination, basically. It's not happening the way we think it is. It's our interpretation. You can call it a hallucination or interpretation, either way. And then we have our inner thoughts, inner feelings, inner visions. Our belief systems. And the mind is a tool for perceiving reality through the senses and it's also a tool for creating reality. I don't know how many of you have used this tool chat GPT, right? If you haven't, you it's worth just getting an account that's free. You can have a paid version if you want, but you can still use it. It's going to take over everything over time. But it, it really is fascinating because you can type things in. You can say, for example, create a poem about a snail and a cow who went to France and started a bagel company. Right. And it will come up with a poem. And it, you could say, come up with a thousand word poem or 10,000 word. And it just keep going, right? This ridiculous poem about them. And it's quite good, right? The poem. But you have to give it good things for it to give you back good things. There's no point in having a 10,000 word poem about a snail and a cow because it, it's just silly, right? The same thing with the mind. If we give the mind silly things to think about, 
we're putting stuff into the mind and it's going to churn out nonsense and then we're going to be full of all this stuff it's the same thing with chat gpt garbage in this is what people people who write code say garbage in garbage out if you give it bad instructions you get random things out the mind is exactly like that if we put random things in our mind it's gonna go through its whole fascinating process and give us back more random things and over time we put in random things we receive random things we put in more random things we receive more random things and this is why there's so much mental illness around because this has been going on and on and on and on for so many years so we have to learn how to use the mind just like we need to learn how to use these tools so what you put into your mind the thoughts you create in your mind on purpose it's like sending an instruction and hitting the command key right the enter key and then it will give back to you things related to that so for example if you think why did this person do this why did they do that why did she say this why didn't she do this how come she didn't do this right why 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 what's your mind going to do with that information it's going to give you all sorts of reasons oh she did it because she's she doesn't care because she's selfish because of this because it's not fair and you'll go on and on and on and then it just replicates it and reinforces it this is how we end up in negative feeling states because this goes round and round and round and round and round on the other hand if we say to our mind how can i feel better <laughs> what can i do to improve this situation what is the solution to this right you're giving it a command you're pressing the button if you give that command enough times it will start working the conscious mind the thoughts we think on purpose get dropped down through this tunnel if you like like a tube you can see it as like a command box like a google box search engine box you put in the information you hit the button and it will go into that and it will then give you results give you back feedback based on what you give it you can tell your mind let's just do a little practice think of a black cat think of a black cat imagine a black cat wearing a black top hat <laughs> yeah black cat wearing a black top hat doing a dance right it's a black cat with a black top hat doing a dance to some honky tonky kind of jazz music right 
you can imagine it, right? And if you can't imagine it, you can imagine what that would feel like to imagine it. Everyone can imagine, it's just different degrees. Interesting thing, if I say to you, do not, do not under any circumstance think of a black cat, do not think of a black cat or a pink cat without, with, it doesn't matter what else you do, do not think of a pink cat, no matter what. Especially not a pink cat wearing a pink hat. <laughs> right? Your mind, whether you say do it or don't do it, it's going to go there. This is why when people think things like, don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree. I remember when I was younger, I was in um, Florida when I was 10 years old on vacation from England, and I stayed with my granddad and my parents. And I was driving around in his golf cart. And I think either he said to me or I was thinking it, don't hit the tree, right? I was driving around and I, would, <laughs> of course, drove straight into the tree, right? And I smashed the golf cart because I was thinking, don't hit the tree, right? So that's what happened. So we have to be careful what we're thinking. Whenever we think, don't think this, you're going to end up thinking that thing. So the thoughts you think in your mind create images they create commands and that goes into your subconscious mind, which is like ChatGPT or Google search engine, and it will return results to you. In other words, you'll get new ideas coming back in your mind. Sometimes it happens immediately, sometimes it happens over weeks and months depending on the level of focus you have. You can't demand your subconscious mind gives you what you want right away. The subconscious mind is only really accessible when we're relaxed. That's why Sir Isaac Newton got his idea sitting under an apple tree, relaxing, not in his lab, right? Not sitting around in, a, in an office or a lab, but when he was relaxing. Many, many people have had the best ideas in the bath, in the shower, going on a walk, because that's when the subconscious mind, the search results come to us and in that time frame. So this is the most powerful technology in the world, is the mind. The mind has created and caused all of the other things. Right, I'm looking out the window here, and I'm seeing the mountains, and I've got this hummingbird feeder. Hummingbirds are so cool. Somebody imagined this hummingbird feeder in their mind. They drew a picture of it. And then they went through the process of getting it made and then I ended up buying one, right? This is a creation of the mind. We take for granted how powerful this is. That This is the cause of everything, is the mind.
So it's really our number one priority for us to figure out what this thing does and how to use it properly. It's amazing to me, you know, as a society, we spend so much time and money and energy on all these different things, but there's hardly any time spent on the most powerful thing we have of all the things we have, which is our mind. This should be like one of the first things we learn at school, really, that you have a mind, that you can use your mind, that you can use it to make you feel good, to come up with ideas. So the mind is this powerful tool. Whatever thoughts you have, whatever questions you give it, it will give you back answers. And the higher the quality of the questions and the higher the quality of the intentions, the better the result. For example, someone can imagine a movie, right? Think about how many people have written movies. I know at least four or five people, friends of mine, who've written full scripts for full movies, Hollywood movies, right? <clears throat> they haven't produced them yet. One of them is is um, making short, short movies. But a lot of people can imagine writing a movie, right? Where does the movie come from? It comes from their mind, doesn't it? And then you end up watching it on the big screen or on the small screen. There's all these TV shows. They're all in the mind. They all started in the mind. So I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if there was this, this movie about this guy or this girl, or this, this office space or this crazy crazy thing and then they write it down and then after that it ends up getting made now here's the thing we can create a tv show that brings people joy or we can create a tv show that makes people terrified or wastes their time right we can make a comedy or a horror movie And it's exactly the same thing in your mind. You can create an inspiring comedy, yeah, happy movie in your mind, or a horror movie. So some people literally are living in a horror movie in their head. So we want to be very careful what sort of things we think because we don't want to have a horror movie going on. So let's just take a moment now, think about this, tune into it. What sort of things, what would you like to have going on in your mind? What, what would you love? What kind of movie, what kind of TV show, what kind of conversation, what kind of images would you love to fill your mind with? Because it's up to you, because it's your personal TV show. What would you like to, to have going on there?
Yeah, what would you like? Most people don't think about this, right? We just assume that we just have to get on with our life and it's all about the external world. But the external world is an internal world anyway, right? <laughs> so there's not really an external world. The external world that actually exists in a real way is different from our interpretation of it in our mind. So you only know your own experience and so do I. So what would you love to have in your mind? You know, as I was just tuning into that personally just now, what <laughs> what came to my mind was uh, these two words, infinite bliss, <laughs> infinite bliss. When I think about it, when I think like if I could have anything in my mind, what would I like? And it really is just infinite bliss and feeling that I've attained everything because that feeling is a feeling of deep contentment, deep satisfaction, freedom. This is the very deep thing to ask yourself, what do I want my mind to be? And by the way, the mind and the heart are connected, so it's not just a mental thing, it's a feeling state as well. So there's the images, right, that you can think about mountains and beautiful waves, or you can think about angels, right? Or you can think about um, terrible things and war and gr gruesome torture and stuff, right? I don't want to talk about those sort of things, but you can put whatever you want in there, right? This is why it's important to avoid seeing certain visual images on our screens, because when people see a lot of nasty things in their, on the, their phones and laptops and TVs and everything else, then it goes in their mind. Then it comes back out of their mind and they start seeing versions of that in themselves after the event has happened. So be careful what you see because it's going to affect you. You know, when TV came out in the 1950s, a lot of people were very aware of this. This stuff is bad for you. You know, it's going to screw people up. And never, but the people, most people said, oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry about any of that. There's no problem watching TV. <laughs> but of course, there is. You know, whatever you see is going to affect you. So it's worth just tuning into what, what sort of things do you want to see? in through your eyes that ends up in your mind and what sort of things would you like to create from scratch isn't it fascinating right you have a choice you can choose 
So the mind can have images, words, feelings. You can also ask your mind questions and it will give you answers. So the questions can be of different types. And I'll give you an example of a good and a bad question. Right? A bad question would be something like, why is everyone out to get me? <laughs> if you think that, why is everyone trying to get me, right? Your mind is going to come up with a reason to justify the paranoia. Why can I never get ahead? Why is my life such a disaster? Why am I never successful? Why can't I do this thing, right? Those sort of questions lead us down the wrong road. It's a big problem. You, the search results you get back from that sort of questioning is not helpful. So another question would be, how can I make this work? What do I need to do differently to be successful? What is the secret benefit in this situation? What do I need to learn? How can I turn this around? Right, so the same situation, but the questions we ask will lead to different sorts of results. So it's very, very important to catch yourself if you're thinking negative questions or negative thoughts because it's just going to repeat itself. So questions, images, words, mantras, the point of a mantra is to fill the mind with something better than the random nonsense that it's spewing up from the subconscious. So man man above <laughs> means be mine with your mind. It's like giving your mind to God, to a higher power. Man man above is a Sanskrit word. Or I've attained everything or infinite peace. Right, you can choose a thought. I'm going to think this sort of thought again and again and again because that thought, powerful thoughts, mantras, is going to override the radio la-la land. And then the other thing the mind does is we're having a conversation with ourselves. So if you think about it, mind, your thinking, is really just talking inside, isn't it? We're actually carrying on a conversation with ourselves all the time. <laughs> So when you talk to somebody else, let's say someone comes to your house for a cup of tea and you talk to them, you're talking your mind, you're speaking your mind to them, right? What's in your mind is coming out. So 
sometimes we censor what we say to people. We might think one thing and say something else, right? Ideally, we're actually saying the same things to people that we're thinking, but it depends what we're thinking. If we're thinking something terrible, we probably don't want to tell them. But the ideal situation is that our thoughts and our words are aligned, right? We have good thoughts and good words and positive thoughts, positive words. So when we talk to somebody else, we're choosing certain things to say, which comes from the mind. If no one is around, then we're talking to ourselves. And it's not acceptable to talk to yourself in public. You're allowed to talk to other people, but not to yourself for some reason. But it is acceptable to think to yourself in public, which is just talking out loud without saying anything. It's just talking in your mind. So we're talking to ourselves all the time, and there's different ways of thinking about this, tuning into it. One of the important things is what is your tone of voice in your mind? What is what does it sound like? Let's just take a moment now and just listen to your thoughts and notice the tone, tone of voice. Because I've done so much coaching over the years with so many clients and learned hypnosis and all these different methods and NLP and everything, many of the people I've worked with, when, when they're having a hard time, I ask them to look at their mind and tell me what it, what it sounds like. And what I've heard from many people is that it's the voice of their mother or the voice of their father it sounds like somebody else. It's almost like another, it's not, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's another soul who's entered them. It can happen, by the way. But most of the time it's just the the memory or the, the information, right? Because remember, what we experience through our physical senses goes into our mind. So if someone had a very, very criticizing mother, let's say, and the mother was always nasty and had a very harsh critical voice and they heard that again and again and again for years and years and years growing up that voice has been internalized and then it comes back out again so they're listening to their mother's voice in their head right their mother lives in their head the voice lives in their head And this can terrorize people, the father's voice or an ex-partner's voice or a teacher's voice or some, some, some personality on television or something. We can have these voices from elsewhere. This is when people end up um, being diagnosed with things that they need strong medication for. If the voices get too strong, too loud, too intense. Right? 
Good news is that it can be controlled. Now, I'm not going to get into mental health and medication. This is not what we're talking about here, but if someone's reached the point where this is a major, major problem, they're hearing lots of voices and paranoia, they might need some additional help, right? This is, I'm talking about the average person who has certain negative thoughts, right? So if you're hearing negative thoughts or negative tone or a voice that sounds like somebody else, you actually can change the tone of voice. <laughs> so if it's like, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that, you're no good, you're not right, you can turn it and say, you can change the voice, just like you have a dial. Imagine you have a dial, or, you know, like on the phone, if you go on Instagram or these different things, there's these different apps and different filters and you can change the speed, you can change the colors, right? You can change, there's like different, different things on these different apps to change stuff. You can slow it down, you can make it a squeaky voice or you can make it sound like a cartoon character. You can actually go in there and change the, what are called the sub-modalities of the experience in your mind. So instead of it being scary and unpleasant, it becomes humorous. I've done this with many clients, just, you know, it takes a little while to go through the process, but they turn these in their mind, they turn these different dials up and down and these different filters in their mind and what was once terrifying now becomes quite funny. <laughs> so if it's something is really big, big and scary, then you can shrink it down and make it small. You can play some silly music in the background and you can make it like a cartoon character. This is the power of the mind. You can move things around. You can make them bigger and smaller, darker and lighter, brighter and, and black and white, right? More color, less color. You can make it static like a photograph or you can make it move like a movie. You can change the voice so it sounds like somebody else. And by doing that and doing it again and again and again and again, you can overcome those negative voices. It, it doesn't even take that long. It might take, in some cases, it might just be one session is all that's needed to get rid of that. Sometimes it takes longer. It might take a week, might take a month. It depends on how sincere we are and how much we're willing to make those changes internally. So we want to have a conversation with ourselves with the type of voice and the images and the vibrations and the colors that make us happy, don't we? To make them beautiful. And this is the essence of manifestation practices. If you read, you know, Neville Goddard or Joseph Murphy or any of these people, and everyone else copied them. Maxwell Maltz was probably one of the originals as well. 
All these people who talk about manifesting stuff through the power of your subconscious mind, what do they recommend? They all recommend getting nice and relaxed, sitting quietly or lying down, closing your eyes, and then imagining in absolute detail the end result of the things that you would love to manifest in your life. So if you want to live in a new beautiful place by the ocean or whatever it is that you want, you would imagine being in that place, listening to the ocean waves, walking on the beach, listening to the birds, feeling the breeze, feeling the sun on your face, tasting the sort of salty air. This is all in the mind, right? And the more you experience that, here's the secret. (laughs) It's enjoyable in and of itself because the body can't tell the difference between an imagined image and a real one because remember they're both happening in the mind anyway aren't they the outside world isn't really the outside world it's an internal representation in our mind and so if you can imagine something in your mind What's the difference? There isn't really any difference. In hypnosis, people can be hypnotized to believe that they're that ice cold water, freezing cold water with ice cubes and everything, is normal lukewarm water. I've seen demonstrations of this, right, where someone's just sitting in this big bathtub of absolutely freezing water, like being in a frozen lake. And they're totally fine with it, like they're just sitting in the bath. Right? And then when the when the suggestion wears off, they immediately jump out and go, What was I doing? This is freezing, right? What happened in that situation? The mind was in control. It interpreted the outside experiences of the cold, the feeling of cold, and didn't hurt. They used to use hypnosis when they were pulling people's teeth to help them not feel the pain. This is all the power of the mind. Isn't it fascinating? You're in your mind right now. It doesn't mean you're stuck in your head. It means that reality is a perception in time inside the soul, inside the mind. Consciousness. So we might as well imagine beautiful things, have wonderful feelings. Imagine that you've attained everything. This is why it's mentioned in spirituality, to remember God, to remember why is that? Because that means bring your mind to unlimited love, unlimited bliss, (laughs) 
unlimited peace, right? What could be better to focus the mind on than unlimited good vibrations? So think about it for a moment. What would you love to fill your mind with? Now that you understand, we've scratched the surface, but we've got an idea. This is how powerful it is. Everything is the mind. The mind can affect what we experience. It can get rid of pain. It can create things that don't exist. It can make us happy, make us unhappy. You can change the the size and the shapes and the colors and the sounds. You can talk to yourself with different tone. You can have conversations. This is the most remarkable computer there is. It's the creation of all of the other creations comes from here. So what would you love your mind to be filled with? Because it's your personal creation. What would you love your mind to be filled with? So this is exactly the situation that we have when we go on Google or we use these AI programs, whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. So if I go on Google and I write how to build a house, then I'm going to get all sorts of things about building a house. If I type in how do I lose weight, then it will give me that. If I say how do I do meditation, it's going to give me that. If I say how do I make a cake, right? Whatever you come up with, whatever your intention is, whatever you put into it, is what you're going to get out. So the greatest skill, this is this is really the essence of it. Google and these chat GPT and all these different AI programs can do most of the same things that the mind can do. They can even create images, by the way. You can type in, create a, you know, a photograph of a cat driving a car and it will come up with something. I mean, it's amazing. So these programs can basically do the same sorts of things as the mind. But the key thing is, what are we getting them to do? The quality of our intention, the quality of your interest, the quality of what you want to fill your mind with is the unique skill that you have. So the more elevated our intentions, the more inspiring our interests, 
the more our mind will be filled with all of those things. So you have a wonderful, wonderful tool at your disposal. It's extremely powerful, extremely powerful. Now it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with this remarkable tool. And, you know, even though we ideally would have been taught about this when we were children, <laughs> at least we're learning these things later on in life, right? So it's, it's now is better than never. So think of it like this, you've got this amazing search engine and anything you put in, you're going to get back. So you're in charge of the things that you type into that box and you will get those experiences. What would you love to fill it with? So have a beautiful week. And by the way, if you appreciate these podcasts, we do really like when you leave a review on um, Apple because it helps people find it. And if you have any questions about anything that you need any help with, just let us know. You can put it in the review or you can send an email. We're here for you to help you and I really look forward to to connecting with you more and hearing what do you do with this mind, this beautiful mind, this wonderful mind that belongs to you. So sending lots of love, lots of love, big smiles, have a wonderful week. <laughs> Talk to you soon. It's been such a beautiful time together. Thank you for listening. Think of one person who needs this and share this with them. If you have any questions for us, please send them to shareyourquestion.com. Go to spiritualrecharge.com for more free meditations, talks, and courses. We thank you for your beautiful presence. Keep shining your divine light in our world. So much love and we'll connect soon.